The readings of today should be reminding us of the necessity to persevere in our prayer life. Our prayer life reflects our true faith in God. Prayer is understood as a form of communication, a way of talking to God, raising our hearts and our minds to God. In our prayer, we strengthen that recognition of the presence of God, which draws us closer to Him. If we truly have come to know God in faith, then this spiritual encounter has created a growing bond between the Father, Jesus, and us as individuals. The Gospel invites us to encounter God in prayer, to experience His generous love, forgiveness, and compassion. Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer and teaches us to pray for the Kingdom, our daily needs for life, forgiveness, and perseverance. In the Kingdom of God, all are welcomed, and there is familiarity and freedom. In our first reading today, Abraham is pleading for divine mercy as he was concerned that God would destroy Sodom where his nephew Lot was staying. God solely, so highly regards the patriarch that he decides to disclose to him the mission to Sodom and Gomorrah. God tells him of the wickedness of these two towns. His trust in God is not yet so strong that he can imagine God sparing the innocent within the city. Through his discussion with God, he wins a reprieve for the city if just a handful of innocent, righteous souls were found in the city. Today's second reading from the letter to the Colossians reminds the converted Christians of the need to persevere in their living faith in Christ. It reminds them to live their lives in Jesus, rooted and built up in him and established in that faith, just as we were taught abounding in thanksgiving. Through baptism, they had put their natural selves to death. The gospel passage of today could well be described as Luke's catechism on prayer. The disciples had often seen Jesus praying alone and sometimes spending a long time in prayer. They were anxious to learn some prayers from him, as John the Baptist had evidently taught his disciples some special prayers. The motive for teaching is a request by the disciples for a prayer that would identify them as followers of Jesus. They now make a request of their rabbi to teach them to pray. In response to this request, Jesus gives them the prayer that we all call today as our Father. Jesus teaches them to pray a series of petitions addressed to God under the title Abba. This title is important in that it expresses deep intimacy and a close parental bond. It captures the relationship Jesus had with his Father, which he now hands over to the disciples as part of their self-understanding when they pray. 
It might be worth noting that Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them how to pray and not a prayer to say. In response, Jesus said to them, Say this when you pray. And there follows what we know as the Lord's Prayer. Jesus, however, does not stop by teaching his disciples how to pray. He ends with a somewhat humorous story meant to emphasize the necessity for perseverance in prayer. Jesus says, And I tell you, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you. If we were able to take this statement of Jesus in a very literal way, we could easily conclude that Jesus will give us anything we ask for in a prayerful way. But we know this is not what happens. Perhaps everyone has prayed hard for this or that, and the request was not answered in the way that we wanted. And we often ask, why not? Did we simply fail to pray with faith? Will Jesus do whatever we ask of him when we pray for it with all our might? Well, we know that doesn't work either. This passage goes on to say, If then you who are wicked know how to give a good gift to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Within this context, and within the context of everything that Jesus has taught us, it's important to know that there is one thing, and one thing only, for which we ought to pray. And when we pray for this one thing, we can be assured of obtaining it when we pray for it in faith. And what is that one thing? It's the will of God. If we sincerely and wholeheartedly ask for and seek the will of God, we can be certain that our Lord will give us the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit will, in turn, lead us into the will of God in our lives. The problem is that too often we end up praying that my will be done rather than thy will be done. True prayer is ultimately about trust and surrender to God. We trust in his perfect plan and surrender to that perfect plan in our lives. When we do this, we can be assured that the Lord will hear and answer this perfect prayer. Thy will be done. Strive to trust in God's perfect plan for our lives and do all we can to surrender to it. With this form of prayer, we can be assured that the Holy Spirit will come to us, leading us into his holy will.